Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. We also want to let you know about our Vanguard Collective School of Supernatural Ministry launching this fall. For more information, head to vcssm.com, or for more resources like this, head to trptampa.com. I'm a third-generation Tampa native, and I love it here. This is my home. This is my city. And because of that, when I said yes to this church, the Lord gave me a mission for my town, for my city. And we at the resting place have agreed as a people to a specific mission. And it's, it's also going out to international places like with Bella V, but the main mission is Tampa. So we're starting a new series today called Mission, and that's a map of Tampa, if you didn't know. You know, what country is that? Uh, yours. So <laughs> that's Tampa Bay. That's the mission is Tampa Bay. Um, we, we love international missions. I've been an international missionary for years. I've been to nine different, eight different nations. I've been to Israel nine times, eight times, sorry, I'm going again. I've been to Bulgaria, Greece, Turkey, Mexico, Honduras. I go all over the world and we love it. And I was just reminding for my friend Jessica that seven years ago today, I went on my first missions trip to Honduras, which is so cool. Seven years later, I'm starting a series called Mission and it's seven years to the week that we went, I went on my first mission trip. And that mission trip marked me for Tampa. How many of you know you reap what you sow, not where you sow? So we're reaping, I'm reaping, in, Tampa's going to reap what was sown to me in Honduras. Because you reap what you sow, not where you sow. Are you following me? So I'm excited about this. We're going to talk through the mission. And here it is. This is the mission of the resting place. This is why we exist. Okay? We exist for the lost to be found, for the found to be free, and for peace to reign in our city. I love that many of you are mouthing it. That means I'm doing my job. The lost to be found, first and foremost, found to be free, because how many know? Just because you found. You met any Christians before? <laughs> Hallelujah. And then we believe if that happens, peace will reign in Tampa Bay. So that's the mission. That's what I'm laying my life down. That's what my life's mission is, the resting place Tampa, to create a resting place in Tampa for the Most High God so that the Prince of Peace will reign in my city. And so with that, I'm very strategic, and I want to go through three weeks because there's three parts, three weeks of this mission. So today we're going to talk about the first part, but let me give you the whole statement on the reason for this series, okay? It's to explain two things, the need for and the nature of TRP's mission. Okay, say the need for. Say the nature of. Uh, very different things. The need for the lost to be found is very different than the nature of how we go about it. Uh-huh, I'm going to prove it to you. It's going to be good. So, let me give you those two quickly. Just if you don't hear anything else, here's the bottom line. I like the bottom line up front. I like to give it to you. All right? The need for the lost to be found really should be stated. The need for you to help the lost to be found. Because you are the resting place. I'm not the resting place. You are. We are. I don't care if you don't have a microphone. I don't care if you're not an evangelist. It doesn't put you on the sidelines to this thing. You need to help the lost be found. There's a dire need for you to help the lost be found. There are people you can lead to Jesus that I cannot and I will not. So if you don't, guess who's going to do it? No one. <laughs> All right. This is going to be just as fun as the first gathering. 
Here's the need for you to help the lost be found. It's based on the reality that those without Jesus are in a terrible situation. It's going to get serious in here. They are in a terrible situation. A lot of churchianity talking right now that there aren't even lost people, that because of what Jesus did, nobody's lost. That's talked about all the time. That's an idea. That's a principality that I'm going to rip down today. So that's the need for it. The nature of it, however, the nature of how you're to help the lost be found is based on the amazing gift that God wants to give them. So the need for it is they're in a terrible situation. The nature of it is not telling them their terrible situation. It's telling them a better situation. It's offering them a way out of their situation. It's giving them gifts from God. You're like Santa Claus in the spirit. That's what you should be, all right? Sounds a lot better than maybe the evangelism you grew up with, but it's the truth, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk it through. So just two parts here. The first part, the need for you to help the lost, okay? Here's the need for you to help the lost because those who do not have faith in Jesus are the walking dead. They are the walking dead. Zombies are in the Bible, y'all. You don't believe me? That's okay. Ephesians 2, 1 through 3 says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. You were dead, dead man walking. That's right. You were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. All right? That's not even the message version. All right? That's right there. It says, You were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. You were dead in the way you walked. You were dead. Come on. Can anybody testify that they were dead in the way? Come on. I know there's stories in this room. Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is at, is now at work in the sons of disobedience. See, this unravels the whole, it's called universalism. It's called many ways to God. It's called, you know, you don't have to have faith in Jesus. Jesus has, has enough faith in you. You don't need to believe in Jesus to be saved. Wrong. Why? Because love requires a choice. We have a word for people who force love on someone who doesn't want it. We have multiple words. They're not very nice. I'm going to make you love me. That's called manipulation. That's called a lot of things I won't say on live stream. <laughs> okay? It's abuse. Yes, absolutely. God is not an abuser. He doesn't make you love him. He gives you the choice. There were two trees in the garden from the beginning. This thing is all throughout your Bible. Love requires a choice. Love is not God. God is love. Love does not define God. God defines love. And God said, you have to choose me. Amen. It says that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. That means, you know, you wrote, Paul wrote this after the resurrection of Christ, right? So if it was now at work in the sons of disobedience then, it's now at work at the sons of disobedience now. Like somehow we think, oh, because it's in the Bible, it was for those days. You're living in Bible days, people. Use your brain. You know, come on. <laughs> This was written to people after Jesus rose from the dead and sat down at the right hand of the Father. Sons of disobedience is a Semitic idiom, meaning those who are, are trapped in disobedience, okay? They think, they think the devil, you know, is their father. They don't say it out loud, but they think they're from, not from God, they're from someone else. The human race was trafficked in the garden. Eve was deceived, and the whole human race was trafficked by sin. And Jesus, the Son, came to free us from that trafficker. That's what happened. So he says, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived, say all. I looked up that word in the Greek, you know, the word all. You know what it means? All. 
It's amazing when you study things, what you see. Among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. And were, hello, big were, awesome, thank you, Jesus, were by nature children of wrath. But you've now by nature become children of God. You understand? You were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. What does that say? They're the rest of mankind, except for those in Christ, are still children of wrath in a bad way. Terrible. It's going to get more intense. Don't worry. I know you're worried. <laughs> Ephesians 2.1, the Passion Translation says, that the very same passage, just the very first verse says, and his fullness fills you, talking of Christ, even though you once were like corpses, dead in your sins and offenses. Come on, you have neighbors who are dead in their sins and offenses, like corpses, the walking dead. They're like zombies. You're a zombie slayer in the kingdom. Come on, somebody. <laughs> we need to put to rest the old men. And raise them to walk in newness of life. Come on. Are you okay? Okay, good. I do care about you. I do. You might not believe me. So those who do not have faith in Jesus are the walking dead. Those who do not have faith in Jesus are also under condemnation. You know what the word condemnation means? It means death sentence. This is the words of Jesus, Mark 16, verse 15 through 16. Jesus said this. Loving, happy-go-lucky Jesus said this. Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Are you seeing the need for you to help the lost be found? Those who don't believe will be condemned. What are you doing about that? Listen, I said it in the first, I'll say it again. You don't have to come back. It's fine. I don't care. I don't gather for you. We don't do this for you. We don't even gather for the lost, you know that? We don't gather for the lost. We don't gather for the found. We gather for the person of Jesus Christ to be exalted and raised up and magnified in our midst. We gather around the presence, not around people. But that doesn't mean this becomes a holy huddle where we just get in here and have fun. We need a holy virus to infect us so we go out there and give away the gift of God that lives inside of each of us. <sighs> because whoever does not believe will be condemned, you guys. <sighs> I'm feeling violent about this. We need the kingdom of God advances violently. We need some more violence, spiritual violence. If you have ears to hear what I'm saying, you need to get spiritually violent in prayer. You need to get spiritually violent in the way you give people things, like overwhelm them. It says we bless those who curse us. Who, who does that? You should. Last time I heard, we post about face, on Facebook about those who curse us. Somebody talks about you badly, you should be sending them gift cards anonymously. Somebody messes with your family, you should like seriously pay off their mortgage without them knowing. not my opinion John 3 16 you know this verse so I'm going to read it in a new translation 16 through 21 for this is how much God loves the world love the world he gave his one and only unique son as a gift say a gift yes. so now everyone who believes in him will never perish hallelujah but experience everlasting life it's Christianity 101 God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world 
but to be its savior and to rescue it. So now there is no longer any condemnation for those who believe in him, but this is the need for you to help the lost be found. The unbeliever already lives under condemnation because they do not believe in the name of God's beloved son. This is Jesus. This is happy-go-lucky. I love everybody, Jesus. <laughs> he goes on to say, here is the basis for their judgment. The light of God has now come into the world, but the hearts of people love their darkness more than the light because they want the darkness to conceal their evil. So the wicked hate the light and try to hide from it, for their lives are fully exposed in the light. But those who love the truth will come out into the light and welcome its exposure, for the light will reveal that their fruitful works were produced by God. Did you hear that? Listen, this is not the nature of how you go about getting the lost found. We're not there yet. I'll tell you when we get there. This is the need for. What has happened is we have... We have made this thing convoluted. We have mixed these things. We have said, oh, because they're sons of disobedience, we need to go tell them they're sons of disobedience. Because they do not believe in the name of God's beloved son, they're under condemnation. We need to tell them they're under condemnation. No, this is the need for, not the nature of. This is the need. Jesus is explaining the need. He's not giving you how in this moment. I'm going to give you how. Okay? That's what we got to do. I'm trying to put it in two boxes for you. You need to understand and agree with the need that's in scriptures. But that doesn't mean you go out there and tell them God hates blank. That doesn't mean you go out there and say, you're a wretched, wicked sinner. He says the wicked. Doesn't mean you go call them the wicked. This is the need for, not the nature of. I'm trying to make it simple. Matthew 25, Jesus again. This is just the line in the sand it is Matthew 25, 41. Jesus speaking of the last day, the judgment day. He says, then to those on, on his left, the king will say, leave me, for you are under the curse of eternal fire that has been destined for the devil and all his demons. This is Jesus. The devil and all his demons are the only ones that are supposed to go to hell. Jesus said, over my dead body will you step into hell. And that's literally what people do. He laid his life down at the gate of hell, and you have to step over it to get in. Over my dead body will you go to hell. God doesn't send anyone to hell. They step over the dead body of Jesus to get in. It's a good word. We need to understand this stuff. I'm serious, man. God doesn't send people to hell. What else does God have to do? I mean, really. Come on, church. Matthew 25, 45 through 46. Jesus said, he will answer them, don't you know? When you refuse to help one of the least important of these little ones, my true brothers and sisters, you refuse to help and honor me, and they will depart from his presence and go into eternal punishment. They will depart from his presence and go into eternal punishment. Does that bother you or not? I get it. I understand. I was brought up in the, the confusion of the need for and the nature of being confused. So we're like afraid because we love people so we don't even know how to evangelize. Come on, somebody. Because we care for people, we, don't even, we haven't even seen a good way to do it. <laughs> because loving them and evangelizing them has looked totally different. <laughs> it's called the pendulum effect, all right? We've been so far this way telling them they're wicked, awful, and now we're swinging this way. We say we can't even, we can't even agree that there's wicked people on the earth, you know? We need to be 
balanced and say, yeah, they need to be rescued. And there's a way to do it that is speaking the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love is not the same as loving to speak the true things. You need to get that. Oh, there's a whole bunch of people that love to shout the truth, but they're not speaking the truth in love. Because they don't have any revelation. I'm sorry, I'll tell you. Just regurgitation of what we've seen. Don't regurgitate, revelate, get an unveiling. Read your Bible to see the intent of the author, to experience and encounter the person of the Christ, Jesus. Ugh. Says, they will depart from his presence and go into eternal punishment. But the godly and beloved sheep will enter into an eternal bliss. There are high-level influencers in the church. They're quoted all the time. They're well-read. If I said their names, you would know them. And they do not agree with that verse in their teachings. High-level influencers, high-level voices in the body of Christ saying, oh, no, God is love. He would never send you to eternal punishment. And that's the twisted truth right there. He doesn't. God is love, and he did everything necessary for you to be saved. All you got to do is believe that Jesus is God. He died and rose again. How hard is that? Such a low bar, man. You don't even have to work at it. Oh, all I got to do is agree that that guy, Jesus, was God. He died and rose from the grave. Yes, that's it. Okay. Amen. You're saved. Boom. We've made it so complicated and so convoluted and so in the, in the attempt to make it simple, we've made it so complicated. You got to pray this prayer. You got to do this thing. You got to read this kind of Bible. You got to get it in this program. You got to blah, 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 blah. <sighs> Such a mess. It's a mess. Lord, help us. <laughs> My goal today is that you would feel the need. Do you feel the need? Say, I need to help. I need to help the lost be found. Come on, say it again. I need to help the lost be found. This is the mission. You're going to call the resting place your home. You're going to be on mission. I care more about the mission than anything. Because the mission is people being saved from the fire of hell. I know. It's like, Caleb's angry. Why is he talking to us like that? It's just so weird. <laughs> I know. A lot of grace preachers don't talk like this. But, man, I would be doing you a disservice. And everyone around you. You've heard it said, and it, I think it's true. Whatever. <laughs> the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's the need for. Say the need for. Okay. Here's the nature of let's get happy. How about that? Let's be happy. Ha, 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 ha. I'm a really happy guy, all right? I'm a really, but when I hear the church starting to like just disregard their main call, it bothers me, man. People are dying right now. People are dying right now. People are getting harmed right now. And we're having a holy huddle. We're having a high five gathering. Not us, I pray. I never wanted to do this thing. You understand? I never wanted to be a church leader ever because I didn't want to be a part of that. But then God showed me you don't have to do it that way. There's a better way. There's another way to be the church and not just have a bumper sticker. 
I don't go to the church. I am the church. That's just your bumper sticker talking. <sighs> happy, happy. We're moving to happy. Here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're moving. Here we go. <laughs> Here's the nature of how. Are you ready? This is such good news. This is so easy. Here's the nature. We don't count people's wrongs against them. <laughs> this is how it's done. We don't count people's wrongdoing against them. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has. Behold, the new has come. The old has passed away. The new has come. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. You've been given the ministry of reconciliation. Your ministry is reconciling people back to God. That's your only ministry. The minute you start saying God hates you, you have forfeited the only ministry God anointed in your life. Oh, and that needed a way better amen than that. <laughs> The minute you start saying God hates blank, the minute you start focusing on people's sins and trespasses, you are not operating in the anointed ministry of Christ. You are not a new covenant evangelist if that's what you do. Line in the sand. If your form of evangelism is pointing out people's sins, I say you've got an antichrist view of evangelism. Should have said that in first, not on live stream. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't care. I don't care, but I know I'm a communicator. Hi, Facebook. Hello. How you doing? Your ministry is a ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the word to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. You've been given the message of reconciliation, not the ministry of condemnation. You understand? Like, let me say it again. If you think you're supposed to go point out people's sins, you are operating in a ministry of condemnation, which is the law, by the way. We are not under the law. The law, the ministry of condemnation, 2 Corinthians 3, written in letters of stone, is the ministry of condemnation. It had a measure of glory. But we, how much more glory is in the unfading and eternal ministry of reconciliation? From glory to glory. That's what it is. That's what we're talking about. From the glory of the, of the law to the glory of the new covenant. Therefore, it goes on, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. Come on, say through us. Say through me. God making his appeal through us. We implore you. Here it is. On behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. That's the only appropriate evangelism mode right there. Be reconciled. Be reconciled. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Come on. This is what I'm talking about. We don't count people's trespasses against them, and we offer them the amazing gift of peace with God. Okay, Romans 5.1 says, our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us. Did you hear that? It takes faith in Jesus to get God's righteousness. There are people, like I said, high-level influencers. Hi, if you're watching. They are saying stuff like, you don't need to have faith in Jesus. He has faith in you. Antichrist. Because it's opposite of the word. 
and he's the word made flesh. You know the word the Antichrist is not in your Bible, by the way? Well, I'm really messing up now on the live stream. Wow. <laughs> there is no the Antichrist. It's an Antichrist spirit. Jesus said many Antichrists have gone out. John said many Antichrists were among us, and they went out from among us. It's a spirit of Antichrist. Anything opposite the anointed one is the spirit of Antichrist, and it's opposite the anointed one to say God hates you. Our faith in Jesus transferred God's righteousness to us, and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. Somebody get happy. That's good. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. That's what you get to offer. You say, hey, man, God's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. How hard is that? I just, that's evangelism. Listen, man, you can walk up to any person on the planet and say, God's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. He thinks you're to die for. My God thinks you're to die for. I don't know about that God they're preaching in that church over there, but my God thinks you're to die for. Ooh, Caleb, calm down. We have true and lasting peace with God. That's what you get to give away. Come on. You can give that to people. Does that sound so bad or scary or intimidating? No. You say, hey, walk up to somebody who's having a bad day. It's like, you know what? Do you, want, do you want some peace? I have some. You want it? Yeah, raise your hand if you want less peace. I mean, nobody's hand is going up, you know? I'd like to have more turmoil in my life, please. I'd like to not be sure whether God's mad at me or not. Hmm. No. Everybody wants to know God is not mad at them, and he's not. We have conflicted these things, the need for and the nature of. And I'm telling you, they're different on purpose. There is absolutely a need because people are walking in wickedness right now. It says righteousness and justice make up the foundation of his throne. He's a just God. He's not going to let people off the hook for harming these little ones. All right? But here's the deal. Here's the justice of God. He became the trafficker. He who knew no sin became sin. So that we might become the righteousness of God. He became the rapist. I'll just, let's just keep going. He became the abortion doctor that you say is going to hell. He became that awful, wicked person who is walking in wickedness. He became them. He who knew no sin became sin so that we might become something else. Come on. The righteousness of God. And call people into it. And welcome them into the peace of God. Not keep them out by saying, God hates you. Get your life right. We need new paradigms when it comes to evangelism. I'm trying to give you one. I'm going to tell you a story, and then I'll leave you alone. <laughs> I'll go to the Bucks game, and I'll be happy. <laughs> oh, man. Jamadi and I, my wife and I went to Bush Gardens recently for the first time with our little boy, Judah. He's two years old. He's scrappy. He's just wild, you know. We got him in a stroller. We got out the car. We're walking in, you know, all wide-eyed. And he's like, oh, wow, what's that? Wow, ooh. You know, he's just loving it. And he walks in. We get right in the, in the gate, right inside the gate. And I look away for one second. Jamadi looks away for one second. And then I look back, and Judah's stroller is empty. <laughs> Jamadi's standing behind it. I'm looking at it. She can't see in. I can see, and I'm like, it's empty. And she looks and she goes, where's Judah? 
And the terror in her eyes spoke to me about the love of God for the lost. The absolute grief-stricken to the core terror that was like that in her eyes said, that's the love of God. <laughs> he was standing right behind her looking the other way, just kind of like standing there. I made it out of the stroller. <laughs> he like Houdini'd out of it, you know. <laughs> so I was really happy because I saw him. I was like, where? And then she said, where's Judah? All terrified. And I look around. I see him standing right there. He's like literally maybe a foot behind her. All right. But she's terrorized. She's, she's terrified. And it wasn't a time for me to be really happy. But I got really happy. <laughs> and... I may have been insensitive to her, but I'm like, oh, he's right there. Come on, little buddy. You know, it's like I wasn't tracking with her at that moment. You know, we were out of sync, but I was just so happy that he wasn't lost, you know. And I get him in the seat. I'm like, let's tie these a little tighter. How about that? You know, you're going to have marks on your hips. That's what's going to happen. Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, live streaming, live streaming. Caleb. Gosh, I was like, you're getting in there. And so, I mean, but my wife, she broke, man. She broke down. We were at the gates of Bush Gardens for like 10 minutes. She's weeping. Just struck with terror. Like, I thought he was gone. I thought he was lost. This is how children get picked up, which is the truth. And that is the heart of God for every person on the planet right there. They are so close. They are right there. All you got to do, turn and grab them. They are right there, guys. They're at your work. They might be in your house. They're definitely at the restaurant you're going to. Come on, somebody. Just, I got you. Eternal life is on the line. So is eternal punishment. We need to go get them. We exist for the lost to be found. The found to be free. And peace to reign in our city. Nobody on the sidelines. Ask God to show you your way of seeking the lost. Your way. You have a specific way. You have a beautiful and wonderful way about you. God designed you a certain way. You don't need a microphone. You don't need a personality type. Evangelism is not a personality type. It's a necessity for the entire body of Christ. We need to quit making excuses. That's for the guy in the white shirt. That's for Billy Graham. That's for whoever else. No, sir. That's for you, at least in this house. Can't speak for everybody else. You're going to call the resting place home? You got to know. I'm going to continually put you on mission. September 28th, we have a love reach coming up. The teams are going out to the international airport, and they're going to reach out with love to every person traveling that day. And we're going to see the lost found, the found free, and peace begin to reign. That's what's going to happen. So if you want to be involved in that, email sandy at trptampa.com or just show up here uh, at 11. Show up here on the 28th at 11. Show up in the parking lot. You'll get in another car. They'll go. 10. It says 10 on the gra- or 11 on the graphic. Ignore the graphic. I was trying to be cool. Like, we have a graphic. Yeah. It's 10. 10 a.m. Show up here at 10, September 28th. All right? We're going to give you opportunity to practice being yourself and helping the lost be found. Amen? So this is one way. It's not the only way. They're right there, guys. Arm's length. 
Don't, don't just walk away. Look for him. Go get him. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. We also want to let you know about our Vanguard Collective School of Supernatural Ministry launching this fall. For more information, head to vcssm.com, or for more resources like this, head to trptampa.com.